wise beyond her 21 years of age, small physically, but with a large, large message to share for everyone. Her name is Kai Mata, and I caught up with her in her home, Bali, Indonesia, and she had this to share with the Better Each Day podcast radio show. an album in june right yes i did yeah. you did your research a little bit there's not a whole ton about you but i guess there wouldn't be because you're like what 21 years old yes now i'm 21 did you just turn 21 in july this summer so mid tour i turned 21 which was a game changer because that meant i i got to play at bars instead of just um 18 plus venues so that was a very big game changer when i was touring these are fun. I always get off the phone and, and go, wow, that's uplifting. <laughs> and, and you are. You're very uplifting. What's your secret? Thank you, Bruce. Um, I think my secret is just, I guess, the awareness of taking the time to think about who I am and what I value is what then allows me to put my efforts into that. Well, that's pretty profound for a 21-year-old. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I- I've done some searching, some soul searching. That's so cool. I think cool. that's what my life has been. Well, even your album, this came out in June. It's called Time to Shine, and it's just nothing but positive, and the world needs that, right? and I thank you for that. Thank you, too, Bruce, for your program, Better Each Day. It is a very genuine message. Well, there's enough of the other going on out there, so we need to pitch yeah. in and, and do our part. But uh, did you do all the vocals on that? Um, every, yes, all the vocals were mine except on one song, Lifelines, at the end. There is a man singing, that's my producer. But everything else is all me. Okay, because I was going to say, it, it sounds like you, if you found somebody that, a clone or something out there. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it was all me. It's really cool stuff. You have a song called Strays. and uh, Yes, I do. It's kind of about finding your way. Uh-huh. 
Yes, that's been a big part of my journey is always feeling like an outlier. I call myself the minority of minorities as a joke in terms of everywhere I've gone and lived, I've been viewed as an outsider. When I lived in America, they didn't really view me as American, but more so saw my Asian identity. And when I lived in Indonesia, or where I am now, they view me as more American because of my Western identity and how I sound and how I look and how I hold myself. So with Strays, it has been about being okay with being different and using that as a way to, I guess, march forward and bring those differences to light in a way that creates change and acceptance. They wonder, darling, are you lost now? What a great song and what a great message. And that kind of leads into this question. It's a statement and a question. I think writing is a good outlet and a good therapy for everyone. 
Um, how do you overcome the initial fear of sharing that part of you? The weird thing is I very rarely feel fear in sharing it with people. For me, I think writing as it, it is a great outlet. It is a way to express myself in a way that words alone can't, especially when words are added with a melody and a rhythm and a beat. It, it creates a lot more strength and power, I think, in a way to convey a message. So for me, songwriting has been a way to really approach that and be like, hey, this is who I am and this is what I need to share and create a connection, a bridge between me and the person listening. So how long have you been playing? Um, I've always played music for ever since I remember. Probably when I was around five, I started piano lessons. Didn't stay with that long because I was stubborn and couldn't reach the pedals at that age. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's grown from there in terms of the importance in my life and the value I've placed on it. So if you're like a lot of people, at least that I know, including me, I took piano too and it was just too tedious. And uh -huh. when I heard about guitar and, and it could already kind of make music on it, it was like, yeah, this this one's for me. And, and did you teach yourself pretty much? I had a few lessons. I, I, I started with classical. Um, and I enjoy that a lot, but I realized that the way I wanted to play didn't require the technique, and I guess what I wanted is a way to deliver my songs rather than a beautiful guitar piece. Yeah, that's great, and that's I think that's what is the beauty of guitar. You don't have to be a virtuoso guitarist to to get a message across, to connect with people. And you do that very well. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Um, what, kind, what were your influences growing up in music? They, there's been a wide array of influences. I think as a songwriter, what really kicked me off, and this is gonna show the, the generation I'm in, is Taylor Swift, weirdly enough. Oh. Um, yes, this upper middle class white woman or white girl at the time who wrote songs in her bedroom for some reason struck a chord with me in terms of, I guess she also used that as an outlet to express herself and what I've held high esteem with her as, as her career has developed and as she's become close to a billionaire now and everything is the fact that she still writes the majority of her songs and still has an influence in that. That's the correct answer. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know where she got her first name? This is a little trivia here. On the side, sidebar. Is it Taylor Guitars? No, uh, James Taylor. Oh. Her parents were in the James Taylor. Now, I read that. Uh, I don't know the, the sources <laughs> remarkably <laughs> reliable or not, but uh, I, I think, yeah, her parents are listening to James Taylor, and, and he's kind of a folk singer guy. That's He's also a very good guitar player, but when you read Rolling Stone's all-time greatest guitar players, they'll list a guy in a punk band, but they won't list James Taylor, so... <laughs> I don't know how. Wow. I don't know okay. how that works. Yeah, let's talk about another one of your songs. What's the inspiration yeah. behind Magic? So I live on this island called Bali, Indonesia. Yes. Have you heard of it? I have. Bali is a place that is revered in the eyes of travelers and people on honeymoons as like the ultimate destination to go to. It is viewed as like a place with magical beaches and palm trees and everything anyone ever wants. 
And living on this island where I'm oftentimes surrounded with a bunch of tourists, um, who they, they typically describe this place as magical. It's the word they use. They, they have these stars in their eyes and they say this place is filled with magic. Just the people and everything are so magical and beautiful. And what I wanted to bring with this song was the idea that this place is magical. And in magic, there are shadows and darkness. There's dark magic too. There's an island off the coast right here called Nusa Penida, and it is known as the Island of Black Magic. Around 200 years ago, it was kind of the place where debtors were sent in Indonesia from Java to this island. It was kind of a prison, kind of like Australia is for Britain or was for Britain back then. Yeah. Um, and it's this dark magic that also allows us to appreciate the light. So with Time to Shine, I thought it was important to also signify the shadows. This whole album is very positive, but I see that positivity always is foiled by, I guess, the darkness that we all see, that we all experience, that we all actually have inside of us too. And it's that shadow that we can never escape from, but is us. I love the backstories on songs because I wouldn't have gathered that much from it just by hearing the song, yeah. but yeah. Welcome to this land, oh, come on and take my hand. I'll show you crystal seas and a heavenly breeze. Feel the magic, the magic. You came here to heal, oh, that's the story I know well. And look at all the others, see they run from their own hell. There's the
So has having known English been a good thing for you? Speaking English has been a privilege. Uh, For me, I am a fluent English speaker. It's my first language. And that has given me many more opportunities and made the doors easier to go through than a lot of other people have. Where did you live when you lived in the United States? I was born and raised in outside of Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley. So you speak Californian. Slightly, yes. I stayed in America for 14 years and haven't really gone back for to live there anyway. You enjoy where you are. Sounds like you toured quite a bit. Where all have you been? I haven't really toured fully. My first big tour was in the U.S. over the summer in 2018, which was an experience in itself. But I have traveled quite a bit and played at each place I've traveled. Where I really, I guess, made my mark as an adult or had my initial upbringing where I was like, yes, I can do this as a full-time career was in Egypt. I lived in the Sinai Desert for around five to six months. And there was a big need for musicians at the time due to travel bans. Um, So there was quite a niche for me there to make my mark and to be able to earn a living through singing. You're you're, uh, paving the ground for other people, I think. I I haven't heard anybody with a background like yours. Yes, it's quite different, yeah. Can we talk about Time to Shine? Yes, we can. Sounds like it's about finding somebody special. It is, yeah. Um, So I knew this album was coming out in June, and this was one of the songs that I wrote for the album specifically. I... I have been blessed with a lovely relationship that I found probably like within the start of my adulthood. And this relationship has brought me some trials and tribulations due to us being same sex, mm-hmm. intergenerational and interrelation, uh, interracial. And um, ever since I've, I guess, entered a community of I guess this minority as someone in the LGBTQ plus community, I've realized that my voice matters a lot, especially through music. And it is using tools I've seen used during the civil rights era of the 1950s and 60s in the US of music as a way to power a crowd and propel change and propel an idea shift to create I guess, a difference in the way we think and the mentalities and what we view as moral and immoral.
I found myself, I found myself, I 
I was going to ask the question if if you could tell the listeners just one thing, what would it be? And you can you can address that, but it sounds like your music is going to do that. So I would say stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me answer it anyway, just in case. Sure. And I think it is. For me, I've seen the most benefit in my life created when I've fostered relationships with other people. It is to connect with another soul that we can see ourselves, I think, and to really know another person and create a relationship that benefits them and me and everyone else around us. It's all about the network that we build and the souls that we can touch and the souls that can touch us too in terms of creating a change and wanting to do something that's bigger than our individual selves. I couldn't say that any better. And I want to thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you, Bruce. I'm surprised how much uh, background you have. You're, you're very serious about it. I think you're going to go a long way with it. It's tough. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. It's a tough road, as you know. But I think uh, if you have a cause, there's no fear. You just go for it. Definitely. Um, hope to talk to you. I'm going to follow you around and see what you're doing. Yes, thank you very much, Bruce, for this interview. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Just trying to make the next day a bit better.